everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and we're going to be celebrating together this year, today with the Candle of Hope. Thanksgiving is over and it's officially Christmas season. I have seen people taking their trees home. My decorations are out of storage for the first time in three years. We're going to go get our tree next weekend. It is officially Christmas time. We have Christmas movies and Christmas parties and Christmas gifts and Christmas cookies and all things Christmas for the next four to five weeks. Some of you are excited about that. Some of you guys are less than excited. It's funny how we often hear this is the most wonderful time of the year, and yet in the middle of all of the craziness and the hecticness and the stress and the busyness and the running around and all the things and the buying of presents, it often feels anything but wonderful. The Christmas movies tell us that it's supposed to be magical, that there's always a happy ending, that there's always perfect decorations, that everything always works out the way it's supposed to. And so often in reality, that's just not what we experience. Christmas is often a time of brokenness. It's a time of loneliness. It's a time of disappointment. It's a time when things just don't go the way you wanted them to go. And we often feel just discouraged, sad, and the brokenness in our world just feels larger. I remember a few years ago, sitting by my Christmas tree, my kids were still in bed. I was having my coffee early in the morning. And just talking to God about just heavy weight of brokenness that I was feeling in the world. Guys, the world has not changed much in the last five or six years. It still is broken, maybe even more broken. And I just felt this heavy weight of brokenness. And I remember asking God, like, when are you going to do something about this? And guys, I just heard this whisper in my heart from the Holy Spirit. And he said, 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, it's ironic to me that this season we celebrate often gets overlooked. Like it's about Jesus. And yet so often it's not. It's about everything else but Jesus. And we're so busy that we sometimes don't even have the time to think about Jesus. I have not really celebrated Advent much in my adult life, but this year I'm really trying to celebrate it. And so you get to come along with me on my journey. I walked around my yard this morning and I collected pine boughs from different pine trees. And I'm in the process of building an Advent wreath for our table. I'm going to be talking through the candles with my kids and my husband and lighting them. We're going to be saying prayers that are from the Book of Common Prayer. I'm actually pretty pumped about it. And you get to come with me and join with me in this. It's interesting to me as we're talking about this brokenness in our world and how often we just feel all of that and more at Christmas time. The first candle is the candle of hope, the candle of prophecy and hope. And I don't know about you, but I am feeling pretty discouraged often right now, just with the state of the American church, specifically the American evangelical church. We just look at all the, just the things going on within it, the abuse and the power struggles and the things that are coming out and the people who are walking away and just this tradition that they're stuck in and just a lot of stuff, American politics getting all thrown into the mix there. And it's just, it's messy and it kind of feels hopeless and 
If you're somebody who's been burned by the church and are just really not sure what you even think, and maybe you're not even going right now, and you're sitting back and you're trying to figure it all out, there's a lot of just hopelessness. Like, how do we celebrate Christmas and yet be not sure how we're feeling about church and Christians and Christianity and all that kind of stuff? I am just reminded today as I think about hope and I think about prophecy that Christmas is so much more than our American holiday. That it's so much more than our Western version of the holiday, our Western version of baby Jesus and his wooden stable, which is just so silly that we borrowed from the ancient Near East, this tradition, yet made it our own in a way that it's not even accurate. Guys, they didn't have wooden stables. We talked about this last year around Christmas time, all the myths about Christmas. There were no wooden stables in Israel. I've been there. They don't have trees. They don't build out of wood. They build out of stone. It was most likely a cave. And there's so many things that we have just inserted into the Christmas story that are just tradition and just kind of silly nonsense. And I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to last year's Christmas episodes because I really dug into it then. But guys, I just want to remind you that the things that you maybe experienced about Christmas and your candlelight services and the things that you're like, they're beautiful, but they were hard. And like, I don't want to think about them anymore. Like so much of that is just American tradition. And we can still look back into the history of the nation of Israel, into the history of God and his people. And we can still celebrate Christmas, maybe in a different way. The candle of hope or the candle of prophecy The Advent article that I was reading is actually from the Catholic Church, and they were encouraging us to go ahead and start with Scripture. Before that, they wanted us to make the sign of the cross. And so I'm going to do that just because it's fun and different and not evangelical. So here we go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Guys, this is rich. This is so rich. I understand why so many of us who are frustrated with the evangelical church are returning to our roots of liturgy, our roots of just this thousands of years of Christian practice, whether it's Orthodox or Catholic or whatever it is. I understand like it's, it's rooted in something beautiful and ancient and real. So the thought is from here that we go ahead and read in Isaiah. And guys, Isaiah prophesied so much about the Messiah. And so we're talking not even 2,000 years ago now when Jesus was born, but almost 3,000 years ago when Isaiah was prophesying, 700 BCs, that kind of thing. So let's go ahead and look at some of these beautiful prophecies from Isaiah about the hope that he was offering. Because before Jesus came, all they had these glimpses, these hints of what might happen someday that God had promised this idea of a Messiah to come. Somebody who would rescue them. Somebody who would save them. Somebody who would fix the brokenness in the world. So if we look at Isaiah and we start in chapter 7, Isaiah 7 verses 14, it just says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Guys, scripture begins with us living with God in the Garden of Eden. And it ends with us living with God in the new heavens and new earth. And in the middle of it, Jesus came and lived with us. 
That is a huge truth. And I just wish we could just sit here and soak in that. Jesus lived with us. God coming as a man to live with us. And most of his life here on this earth was not even known or written about. Like he spent 30 years in obscurity, just living in a little town in a little nation with his father and mother working at the same trade as his dad did. That's just astounding to me. God just quietly living among us. If we move on to Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, this is amazing. Once again, talking about this Messiah that was going to come. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting, Father, Prince of Peace. Guys, this is crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff. This happened over 700 years before Jesus came. That Isaiah was given these just beautiful, clear prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the King. And yet he came as a servant the first time. If we turn over to Isaiah 53 and we read about the kind of king Jesus would be, he was a broken king. He was a broken king. Listen to this. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Candle of hope today, guys, is a hope that is so much bigger than these circumstances, or this century, or this decade, or this messed up world that we live in. It's the idea that God came to be with us, to live among us, to die for us, and to restore the relationship with God that we were created to be in, the relationship that we were made for. Jesus came to restore that. If that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what else will. Things are a mess. Things are always going to be a mess in this world until Jesus comes back and fixes it. Because he came and he's coming back again. He is going to fix it. He is going to reign as king and he's going to put everything right the way it's supposed to be. And until then, we live in the brokenness, in the pain, in the sadness, in the sickness. And yet we have hope. We have hope because of Jesus, because of the promises of scripture, because of who he was, who he says he was, who people said he was. And who we know he is because the power of the Holy Spirit. In the darkness, we have a great light. And in our lament, there is hope. Because Jesus has come. And he's coming again. I want to encourage you guys to take the time to feel the brokenness. 
Don't just push it away this season. In all the busyness and hecticness, it's easy to just shove that feeling of brokenness and disappointment off to the side and just keep going, keep going, keep going. I just wanted to encourage you guys to take some time to just feel it, sit in it, lament, feel the pain, feel the sadness, feel it before a God that loves you and offers you hope in the middle of it all. It's okay. It's okay to take time to set aside. It's okay to say no to some of the busyness around Christmas and just take a moment, light a candle, and just ponder the hope offered by Jesus. I'm going to close us with a prayer from Henry Nouwen. He was a Catholic priest, an author, amazing writer, and somebody who, although he was friends with famous people, spent his years serving the least of these. An amazing person. If you get a chance to look into him, he's really and truly amazing. But he has this prayer about the time of Advent that I'd like to just read to you guys and pray with you. He says, Lord Jesus, master of both light and darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparation for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. And to you we say, come, Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect, with a community of people who are looking for the real God.